Hairdressing, business, beauty, products, people, interviews, fitness, health, well-being. I'm Nathan Plumridge and welcome to Hair Life. Hi and welcome to Hair Life with me, Nathan Plumridge. Wow, this is the first episode. I am, oh my God, I'm just so excited. I can't believe that we're finally making this thing happen. I have wanted to do uh, a podcast for a very long time. And do you know what? During the pandemic, during that time of lockdown, I was like, do you know what? Let's just get on with it, Plumridge. Let's stop buggering around. Let's just make a move. Um, and here we are. So episode one. So who am I? What am I? What is hair life? Well, my name is Nathan Plumridge. It's a pleasure to meet you. I am a hairdresser of nearly 30 years. I've owned my salon, Energy Hair, for 23 of them, coming up 24. Um, we have a, a team of 30. We're a seven-figure business. And I love what I do. I love the industry and I love all all of the people that we get to meet each and every day. And that is what Hair Life is going to be about. This is a journey. We're going to go on a journey together. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for making this possible. Um, I appreciate every single person that takes the time to to listen to this um, in whatever form it is you are doing? Are you exercising? Are you taking a bath? Are you going for a walk? Are you listening to it whilst you're in the salon having a lunch break? Who knows? But here I'm with you on this journey. So my aim for this podcast uh, over the coming weeks, months, years, imagine that, years, years of being together, I have the intention to, number one, talk about the hair industry um, in all aspects. And I mean, warts and all, the good parts, the bad parts, um, the products, the people. But I'm also going to be working quite heavily on the beauty industry, uh, the fitness industry um, and health and nutrition, just health and lifestyle, just look good, feel good, because, you know, all the stuff that we have been through in the last, you know, 18 months, it's just made me look at myself and think, I just want to be in the best shape. And and that's on every level, that's mentally and physically, because it's just getting tough. I mean, I, I just think like now I'm a parent of two children and, you know, running you know, your own business, the pressures and things that you're under. And I notice such a difference. I don't know about you, but I notice such a difference when I am on form. When I am fit and I am healthy, I can take on the world in every single level. And I hope you agree. I hope it's one of those things that together we're going to look at different health and nutrition kind of hacks and things that we can do just in our daily routine to make those little micro changes. Because I've started, particularly in the last kind of three to four years, to make those little tweaks. And the differences have been huge. But that's all to come. So this episode, what is it going to be about? I mean, where should we start? I, I kind of figure that the best place for me to start is at that beginning. So you can know about your host, Nathan Plumridge, who the man is. Eh? I mean, crazy. This is here I am in my little attic, sat here with a great view over the sea, but I'm in my little studio doing this crazy podcast. So I was 15, you know, when I started uh, looking for my career. 
And I always had this view that I was going to be some amazing vet. There was a bit of it. I loved animals. Anybody else love animals? The idea. The amount of people I spoke to about like what their future job was and they wanted to be a vet. And I was one of those. I used to love um, all creatures great and small and James Herriot and just the whole concept of looking after animals, maybe driving that little Land Rover around and just it just looked so magical. And that was that was my plan. That was the route that I was going to go down until one day. And there was a day when I met uh, a cousin of one of my best friends who was a really top feline vet. And she she shattered that dream. She was that person that just said, Nathan, it's too much stress, too much pressure. It takes too long. You get tons of debt. Why would you want to do that? Find another career. And do you know what? Just like that, that's what I did. I just went, okay, it's not for me. And at the time, we were living uh, in Torquay, uh, in Devon, and uh, I was, I think I was walking to uh, the hotel that my mum was a part of, and walked past what I would class as a typical British salon. And in that lovely little window, there was a sign asking for apprentices. And I come obviously from uh, a hairdressing background. My grandfather was a barber. Um, My dad um, was... Um, an amazing hairdresser with multiple salons. So I'd, I'd had some experience in the industry. I'd worked with my dad and helped him at times. So I knew what was expected. And I just thought, you know what, here we go. Let's, let's just go in. Let's just see what happens. And I walked in that little door and there she was, this beautiful woman called Rachel, who is the owner of the salon. And what a beautiful woman. She was inside and out, just a really motherly lady. Everything about her, she had this kind of lovely aura. Um, and straight away, I, I just felt kind of at ease. And she was gracious enough to offer me at the time uh, a two-week trial um, in her salon, which I accepted. And I had just a fantastic two weeks. She was really open. She was very much about showing me the process and what the industry was going to be about. Um, And I think that was the moment where somebody suddenly took an interest in me and I took an interest in hairdressing. And like any other career, one of the things that I look back on now, which probably was that game-changing moment, was I immersed myself in hairdressing on every level. I was like, this is the job, sod everything else, I'm just going to give it give it my all on every level. And I do feel for, you know, youngsters nowadays, I mean, we've got seven apprentices at the salon, and when I see the sort of distractions and the things that they have to deal with, possibly outside of work, that affect them within work, I I just think, God, the world in which I grew up in in the 90s was so much easier. Um, and I, I try so hard to get those team members to really focus, but it is difficult because we know what youngsters are like nowadays, but let's not get into that. That's another show. Um, so moving forwards, there we were. I'd started my career and I was loving where I was working with Rachel and I had uh, I had to move. Um, My mum had made a decision that we were going to leave where we were and move to quite a remote village, which, as you can fully imagine, as a young man, 
I was not happy. I was not happy on any level. Um, as far as I was concerned, that was it. My life was over. And we moved and I didn't have much choice. And I had to find a new home. I had to find a new creative hub. So unfortunately, where we ended up wasn't a particularly uh, creative hub. And I had to try very hard. Went around many a salon. None of them clicked. None of them were what I expected them to be. Um, until one little Saturday afternoon, I ended up uh, in Sidmouth and popped my head through the door of a salon. Um, it's a lovely guy called Phil. And he just basically said, look, unfortunately, I've got nothing here, but uh, we have another salon that's in a, a little village just up the road, um, run with a young guy who's really keen. Maybe pop your head in the door there and see how you get on. And that was probably, you know, one of the biggest moments because I met this young guy called Danny, who at the time was about 25. There I was sort of 15, 16. He was 25. And he was just this like fireball of hair energy. He was so into the job itself on every level. And it was so exciting. It was just a really exciting time. When I look back at that, I just think he he just grabbed hold of me and was like, right, mate, we're going to do this and we're going to be big. And we for I think it was about 18 months, maybe 18 months. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, we just crushed it. We did little mini hair shows. We did charity events. We did photo shoots and competitions. We contacted, you know, hairdressers. Because one of the things I love when I look back at that time, there was no social media. We didn't have any bloody social media at all. It was all in contact. You had to call somebody. You couldn't text. You had to actually call somebody and have a chat my, those days have changed. And we would just make these crazy calls and speak to amazing hairdressers and say, hey, can we just come up and meet you and just see your salon and see what it is that you do? And that was just, you know, as a youngster, what an amazing experience that was. And we just, we pushed it on every level. And I look back and because it was, I think the, it was uninterrupted it was a time when there was nothing else getting in my way. I could just completely concentrate on being a hairdresser. And I thought I was good. I thought I was good. <laughs> and then I always remember uh, going to college and my tutor at the time, who uh, was a lady called Stevie, she took me aside one afternoon uh, after what I thought was a good day at college and she just said to me, Nathan, I'm going to be completely honest. She said, you're great at styling, but you are shit at cutting. <laughs> and I, I just looked at her with just like shock. I was like, what do you mean? She said, you've got all the show and all the bravado, but you had just haven't got the tools. And she said, I need you to knuckle down and concentrate. She said, I think I probably need you to go and work somewhere else. And imagine me that was a bombshell I was like I can't leave my mate I can't do that but as it turned out we um, had made the decision or my mum had made the decision as a family to move back to Torquay so at this point this was like a huge benefit because I thought here we go I'm going back to my hometown with a bunch of people that I know and love this is going to be great and um, had a lot of conversations with my mum about what to do next and my the bank of mother 
uh, it was very handy and I had the opportunity to go off and work with some amazing hairdressers um, in and around London and that opportunity was probably what changed me because it enabled me to then sort of come back um, and then work in the local area and I got to work with probably still one of the you know the best salons around at the time they were a family business very much like myself um mother and son and i joined them and i spent two incredible years working with them um and i learned so much um andrew is a guy now is is i think is still an, an inspirational hairdresser and was and he was definitely my trigger point he was the the guy that I thought how you've got this business how you live your lifestyle um, everything was what I wanted and nothing was going to get in my way and stop me doing that and it's it's quite weird that as a as a youngster when you suddenly have that ambition and that drive and you kind of think, what do you do with it? And for me, there was that moment where I was fortunate that my dad had his little tiny shop um, in Exeter. Uh, and I just went at him and just said, Dad, let's do this. Let's just open a salon together. My dad thought I was crazy. He literally thought I was crazy. I think it took half a bottle of scotch and for us to really put the world to rights. But I think he believed in the passion I had for it. And he could see that I was not going to let, I wasn't going to take no. No was not going to be an answer. It had to be a yes. And we did it. We decided to call it a day where I was and I joined dad. I spent a couple of weeks working with him before we got the builders in. And we knocked the shit out of that salon and completely gutted it. But we turned it into just, for me, just a really beautiful, incredible little business. And it was me and dad. I mean, can you imagine, you know, for, for any guy to work, you know, with your dad, you know, is, I think, quite a, quite a special experience. And we got on incredibly well. It was probably the biggest turning point in our relationship. So opening those doors on that first day and welcoming in clients to our salon with my dad. What a special moment. I mean, I've, you know, I've got my little man now and my daughter and it will be incredible if they end up going into the industry fourth generation. You know, I mean, how incredible would that be for our business? So there we were. And it's weird because when I look back and I think about that name of the business as well, you know, obviously my dad was called Jeffrey. My name is Nathan. And we had N and G and we were going to call it Nathan Jeffrey Hair, something like that. And then we ended up kind of going N and G. Oh, energy, energy. Yes. And it just it just worked. And it's lovely when I look back at the little cards that we used to have because I've kept kind of our little history book. And we had this big N and a big G and all the other letters around it. But they were prominent. And they were, they were such special times because it was pure passion. You know, there was no pressure. All we had to do was make enough money to just pay the bills and pay my wages. And that was that. It was simple. And there's something beautiful about that. When I look back and this is and honestly, this has been the thing about this podcast is that it is very cathartic because I've been fortunate enough to have some incredible experiences and 
you know, and talking about them again. And this is unscripted and I want you to understand that this is all unscripted. This is me just clacking on. So I'm hoping you're still listening um, and looking at that little tiny energy where it was pure passion on every single level, working with my dad every single day. It was just beautiful. You know, the moments that, you know, when you work hard, there's always that thing that people think you're crazy because you're working 10, 12, 14 hours a day. But if you love it, if you've got pure passion for what it is you do, it's not work. You can work seven days a week because if you love it, it's easy. And that's what it was. It was pure passion. It was easy every day. And every day we started to grow. You know, we started to create a local following. And again, this is the thing, you know, when you look at it, there was there was no social media. So we had to kind of grow that business off with pure quality hairdressing. And I believe that's what we did. And it wasn't long. It wasn't long until things started to change and we needed to, to grow and take other people on. But we're going to come to that in other parts of this uh, this journey that we're going to take together. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, it means a lot to me. Obviously, this is the first episode. I would love to hear um, from you. Because I want this show to be massively inclusive. I want you to tell me what it is you want to hear about. Um, is it products? Is it, you know, how to look good when you're aging? What colours should you choose? Um, if you've got issues within your business, if you want to grow and you want to scale, if you've got staff issues, if you just want to know about the industry, if it's about education, let me know if it's topics and we've got a lot of different topics that we're going to discuss um email me nathan at hairlife.com uh, follow me on instagram which is nathan.hairlife um dm me i'll come back to you because i'd love to grow this community and make it as big as we possibly can thanks again and i can't wait to talk to you very soon Take care.